0: Welcome to today's episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab podcast. If you are a regular listener to the show, welcome back. It's so awesome to have you joining us here again today. And if you're new, welcome. It's really great to have you here. I really hope you enjoy what we're going to talk about today, which is actually something a little bit different to what I normally do on a Monday. So normally, as you know, if you're a regular listener to the show, I have a guest joining me. On Mondays and we talk about a strategy that's working for them right now so that they can share their strategy and you can implement it in your business. But today I wanted to share something a little bit different. Today I wanted to share the three greatest challenges or the three things that have held me back the most while I've been building my expert business. And I want to share them with you, uh, share how they've held me back, how these things have impacted my business and also what I did to turn them around because I don't see the point of going through these challenges and not sharing the learnings so that you can understand how they can hold you up as well and what you can do to turn these these roadblocks or stumbling blocks around. So I'm going to share the three things. I'm going to share some stories with you just so that you can get a grasp on these challenges, roadblocks, potholes, whatever you want to call them, so that hopefully you don't make the same mistakes that I did. Some of them you might resonate with, you might already feel like them already, uh, and some of them you might not have really realized were happening to you or that they were even a thing. So let's jump in to challenge number one. And this was a biggie for me and it still does rear its ugly head every now and again. And that is being afraid to speak up and share my expertise and my views. I mean, who are we to call ourselves experts, right? I know this is something that not only I have dealt with, I know that it really haunts so many people. Back in my career as a dance teacher, which I was in for more than 20 years, something that was quite interesting that I realized was that the more I learned, the more I learned about my art, the deeper I dived into learning more about the body and what made people tick and, you know, just the artistry of dance – the more I realized I didn't know. So isn't that interesting? The more the more years I studied, and I studied for over 15 years that I was in teaching, that the more I studied and the higher qualified I was, the more I realized I didn't know. And I see this with so many experts that come into my world, and because they realize this, because they realize how much they don't know they don't ever feel qualified enough to speak up. But this is something that we need to understand that we're feeling like this because we do know so much. And by not speaking up and sharing, what happens is that the people that don't know quite as much as you will stand up and share their knowledge and expertise and I'm sure you've seen this before where someone else says something or you know posts something, writes an article and you're thinking oh my goodness I know so much more than that. So we have to be really aware that this is happening so that we can share our expertise. So I was really afraid to share my expertise and my viewpoints whether it was in a blog or or an interview, or on social media, it didn't really matter what that medium was. I had these huge fears, the fear of being judged, and the fear of being called out publicly for having no idea what I was talking about. And I was afraid that if that happened, that I would lose all credibility. And if I did post something, I would feel like a fraud. And we know this as imposter syndrome. Now, imposter syndrome in the the dictionary meaning is the persistent inability to believe that one's success is deserved or has been legitimately achieved as a result of one's own efforts or skills. So this isn't something that just happens to a few people. This happens to many, many, many people. And the only way that you can get around this is by actually coming out and sharing your expertise, your thoughts, your views. So I slowly started sharing my thoughts uh, a little bit more as I started off my business. Uh, I was was extremely afraid, but I, I knew that I had to do it. And you know what happened? I was totally judged and called out for reals. Now, I remember this one day and I laugh here, but at the time I was not laughing, believe me. There was a day that I was wading through some really challenging admin stuff. Now, it probably wouldn't be challenging to a lot of people, but for me, it was really having me I was at my wits end. I was so frustrated. Now, thank goodness I don't have those same struggles uh, now that I was talking about that day because I have the tech and the people in place to help me. But this particular day, I put up a post on Facebook giving a shout out to anyone else who was having this similar admin struggle. Now, I put it up because I wanted other people who were also having the same challenges to know that they weren't alone. And Someone who I'd known for quite a few years and I considered a friend posted, why would anyone work with you if you can't get everything right? Let me say that again. Why would anyone work with you if you can't get everything right? I mean, to me, this is so ridiculous. I do not know one single human on the whole entire planet who can get everything right. So it was a ridiculous comment in the first place. But I really, really took it to—I um, really took it personally. I mean, imagine what it would be like to be called out publicly on a post like this where I'd already been vulnerable. I'd already been real, authentic, shared it to help other people for everyone to see. And then I get a comment like that. So let me tell you, I will never forget that day. I can tell you exactly where I was when I read that comment and I would be able to paint the picture perfectly of what everything around me looked like it because I still remember it so vividly. But This day was also where I was served two of my really big lessons around this topic. So, the first thing that happened was only minutes after Judgey McJudge, Judge post uh, came up in my feed, my phone binged with someone reaching out to say that they'd seen that post, they'd seen the comment that that person left, and they were thanking me. They were thanking me because they'd been struggling doing exactly the same admin tasks that I was, and they were feeling ashamed and they were feeling lonely. And my post had them feeling seen, heard, and valued. And then my phone binged again and again with people reaching out to say thank you. Now, because of that post, I had clients sign up with me and some of those clients are actually still clients to this day. And this was Quite a few years ago. So, one of the really important lessons I learned was be real and share in a way that's authentic to you, and you'll attract the right people to your world. So, I didn't attract Judgey McJudge Judge to work with me, but he wasn't going to anyway. But what I did do was attract the right people into my world who really appreciated me and the kind of work that I did. So, what I want you to do is be absolutely or get absolute certainty around what you stand for and why and share that because the people that are in your world, the people that want to hear from you, really, really want you to show up in that authentic and vulnerable way. And the second thing is that you need to create a space where you feel as safe as possible to thrive, for you to feel as safe as possible to thrive. So how often do you see posts when you're scrolling through your social media that make you wobbly? You know, I call wobbly, you know, when you're feeling a bit like, oh, not feeling quite right today. I don't want to share. I'm not feeling, not feeling, you know, confident in what I've got. So you don't want to be wobbly. How often do you see posts, not your posts or not even comments on your posts, but just in your newsfeed? that make you feel not confident, that make you feel like you're not good enough. Now, if you notice yourself feeling like you want to shy away from doing what you do best, do yourself a favor and hit the unfollow button on that person. There is nothing wrong in creating a safe place for yourself to thrive. You're in charge of creating your own reality. So I want to make sure that you're creating a a place, creating a world, creating a, a reality that has you understanding the value that you have and that people are waiting for you to show up and help them. So that's my ch- that was my challenge number one. And like I said, it still does get me from now, from now and again, I am human, but at least I understand now what's happening if I do get wobbly. So let's move on to number two. The second thing that really held me up and slowed me down was not niching soon enough. Now, I know that many, many people say, you know, the riches are in the niches uh, and there's a lot of people that say, yeah, I understand that, but, but I'm good at many things, but I can help so many people, but what I do can help everyone, when I first started coaching, I coached startups, people who were just starting their coaching business. And that's the only people I worked with. So it was, a, it was a very tight niche. But then I got bored. I realized I could actually help so many more people than startups. I've been in business for almost 27 years now. So my understanding of marketing and all things business, I'm, I'm Quite okay at it. I realized I could help more people than startups. So I rebranded and went broad. Now, like I said, I loved marketing and I love social media. So what I started to do was tell people I could help any business owner with marketing and social media. Seemed like a really smart idea at the time. I was known quite well. I did get asked to speak at quite a lot of events about social media. But the day that I really understood what had happened, I was at a, a good friend's event and I'd been asked to go and present on social media. And the person at the, the front of the room started to introduce me. Um, he said lots of beautiful things, like we're very lucky to have Sam joining us here today. She's an absolute genius um, at social media. He says, but what her business does, I don't really understand. So let's get her up so she can explain it. And at that moment, my heart dropped into the pit of my stomach. I was so embarrassed that he actually called it out, that he had no idea what I did. So unfortunately, it felt really bad at the time, but fortunately, it's exactly what I needed to go back to the drawing board to get really clear on what it is that I did and to be able to share that message in a way that people understood. So the two tips I've got for you here is, to understand when you try and work with everyone, no one hears you. You don't get remembered, you don't get referrals, and you won't be top of mind with your audience. So, get clear on your niche and then double down. So, double down, double down. So, let me explain what I mean by doubling down. If someone came to me and asked for a referral to a business coach, I wouldn't know where to begin because my world is full of business coaches. I know a lot of business coaches. But if a podiatrist came to me and asked for a referral to a business coach, I would refer them straight to my good friend, Tyson Franklin, who is a business coach. That only works with podiatrists to help them to create a practice and a clinic that is profitable and scalable. So that's what I'm talking about by doubling down on that niche. Uh, and the second tip that I want to leave you with for um, around niching is I want you to remember this. You can't read the label from inside the jar. Now, I've never met anyone who's been able to get clarity on their niche all on their own, being able to get clarity on their niche, their ideal client and their, and their message without help from someone else, someone else who asks different questions to get your mind going in a different direction. Now, my zone of genius is helping people to get clear on their niche and their message but I still get help from others to get clarity in my business. I have coaches, I engage copywriters, I hire all sorts of people to help me with this. And, you know, it doesn't make me a failure at all. I just know that I can't read the label from inside the jar. So make sure that you get help when you're niching down, getting clear on that ideal client and, and getting clear on that ideal message. Because the sooner you can get clarity on this, the sooner your business will move forward and grow at a much faster rate. And the third thing that I wanted to talk about is something I see a lot, and that's not spending time on the things that are going to move the needle in your business. Now, as a coach, I love creating content. I'm a creative, you know, I've got that dance background. I love creating programs and frameworks, presentations, all sorts of all sorts of content. But I really don't like building funnels and I really don't like implementing tech. I can do it, but it holds me up for way, way longer than it should. Now, are you nodding along with me right now? Have you ever tried to put together a funnel and it's taken weeks? Maybe you've sat for days on end playing in Canva trying to create a logo or spent months trying to create your website. Yeah, I've been there in the past too, but I'm going to call us all out on something that by doing these kinds of things is actually procrastination at its finest. Spending time on something so you don't need to actually go out and find clients is not good. And I love how my friend Carl Taylor talks about this or the way he refers to it. He calls it shuffling papers, spending time on things that don't really matter right now, or it's not actually needed right now to bring money in the door. Sales are the oxygen of your business. If you don't make sales, you won't survive. Guaranteed, the end. There is no other correspondence to be entered into. Let me share a story about a time that I did the opposite because I want you to understand what the opportunity is here. So, back in 2014, I woke up one morning with an idea for a group coaching program. I must have been dreaming about it because I can literally remember opening my eyes and just thinking, wow, that's a great idea. But I also only knew if it was a great idea if I had paying clients. By having clients pay to work with you, having people willing to join your program is, you know, the uh, exactly what you need to know that you're onto a winner. It doesn't matter how many people tell you an idea is good if no one's willing to pay for it. The idea needs some adjustments. So I wanted to get this idea to market super quick. So I brainstormed over my morning coffee and my breakfast what I would need to do to get this new program up and running. You know, like just the basics, just the skeleton, you know, like a Facebook group with a professional looking image and, uh, and a way to make payments or a way to take payments. These were really the, the only things that I needed right from the beginning. You know, don't need a website. You don't need fancy sales pages. You just need somewhere to, uh, somewhere for your clients to go. Once they've signed up, um, and before that, a way for them to be able to pay. So, I could have spent a couple of days working on implementation. I could have spent a couple of days messaging people, getting on the phone, playing around in Canva, creating a logo. Maybe, you know, it could have taken me a week. What I've learned is it probably would have taken me longer. It feels like the more a, a job or a project stretches out, it's like it exponentially gets longer, the longer it isn't implemented. So instead of doing that, I hired a service to do it for me so I could spend time on the phone signing clients. So by you know mid-morning, I had found this concierge service to help me implement just those first few things that I needed to do. And while they were doing that, I was messaging people, getting people on sales calls and signing clients. Now, by the end of that same day, the day that I had the idea in the morning or the day that I had the idea for the program, I'd signed and welcomed 10 people into my program by that evening. So here's what I want you to remember, guys. If you can climb a mountain on your own, it's not a very tall mountain. So, if you're here to make a big impact, which I know you are because the people in my world do what they do because we know how many people we can help. We know the ripples of impact that we can create. We need people to help us to make sure those ripples go further. Trying to save money by doing everything yourself is a false economy. So, how much time do you spend fighting with tech instead of signing clients. And I want to ask you this question, is that really saving you money or is it slowing you down and preventing you from working in your zone of genius? Now, we both know the answer to that, but I know what you're thinking. Yeah, that's okay for you, Sam, but I'm starting out. I don't have a budget to get help. And I totally get why you'd say that because I've been there. But- Number one, getting help doesn't mean you need to hire someone full time. You can hire someone just for a small task or you can hire them on a project basis or like me, you can work with a concierge service, a service that has multiple different um, agents that are trained in different areas so that you don't, you know, you can move as quickly as possible. And number two, and I really want you to hear this, ask yourself, what do I need to do right now to be able to afford that? And I want you to put that question on a post-it note and stick it on your laptop or with inside of your computer, up on the wall in your office, wherever it is, but somewhere that you can see very easily. It's super powerful. What do I need to do right now to be able to afford that? And If you ask yourself that every day, your business will grow and scale faster than you thought possible because it's all about asking yourself the right questions. So let's do a quick recap. The three things or holding me back from building my business as fast as I wanted was number one, afraid to share my expertise and my views. So my tip there is to be authentic and vulnerable, attract the right people by sharing exactly what feels right to you. Don't worry about the haters, they're going to be there. They will be there. Put things in place to make sure that they're not too far into your world. Number two, not niching soon enough. I can't stress the importance of this any more. You must, must, must niche to be able to build your business. And number three, not spending time on the things that are going to move the needle in your business. So I really hope that you found today's episode valuable. I'd love you to let me know either down below under the show notes or over in the Thought Leaders Business Lab Facebook community, what is the thing that you've noticed holding yourself back the most? What what are you doing to hold yourself back? Are you afraid to share your expertise and your views in a big way? Have you not niched down? Do you know that you still have to niche down and you're afraid to or you don't know how to? Or number three, are you noticing that you're procrastinating and not spending time on the things that are going to move the needle in your business? Thank you so much for hanging out with me here today for another episode. I hope you've got value from this. If you have, I'd love you to share this episode on your socials, share with your network, and head over to iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app and give us a rate and a review so that other people can find us here while they're building their expert business too. Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to seeing you on Thursday. Ciao for now. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to the show. Whenever you're ready, here are three ways I can help you. Number one, grab a free copy of the Thought Leaders Positioning Checklist over at Checklist number two check out my inner circle for coaches experts and change makers over at samanthariley.global forward slash inner circle or number three connect with me to discuss how i can work with you on a more personal or a one-on-one level at hello at samanthariley.global i look forward to hanging out with you here again on thursday right here on the thought leaders business lab